everybody. This is MG. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell drinking coffee. <laughs> and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Hello. We're sitting here. We're still like, so we're separated. Um, I think MG likes it better than me. I'm not a fan of this um, isolation thing. I don't like it. I want to go back to normal. Whatever that is, there is no normal anymore. Well, I think I think that the reason that it's easier for me because I've been doing it for five months. I've already already because I've been ill. I've been doing the social isolation, and I've been doing like the self quarantining because I had been ill with mono. You've been working from home, right? And uh, and and it's actually so much better for me because I'm still. You know, I, I, if I had to give myself a health grade, I'd say that I'm like a good 90%. I mean, I feel like I'm, a, I'm an A, but I'm an A minus, and that's great news. But I still like to rest a lot, so that's, uh, it's been good. I've been able to rest a lot, even though I've been busy on my little mask project. So anyway, but I've been busy doing my mask thing, and so that's been keeping me busy and uh, really occupied because I feel like it's a very, uh, you know, I feel like I'm providing a good service and I'm doing a good product. And Well, part of it is, is the relevance of, you know, it's like you're filling a need that's relevant right now. Yeah. And it's not always going to be that way. And so, yeah, it's important. Right. So it's been good. And emotionally, I feel like this week, has been better, and I believe that that's because we are adjusting to our new normal. And for our listeners out there, when I suggested to Elizabeth the topic of the meeting should be life on life's terms, she shot me double birds. Double birds! Bam, bam! All right, so let me tell you what my, the thought behind that. And it's so interesting that it's right now. So, um, April 2nd is my um, sober, my AA sober birthday, my first trek into sobriety. And the only reason why I have that date is because um, it was 21 years ago this year that I rear-ended an 18-wheeler and um, I was drinking and driving and um, I was arrested for um, intoxicated assault because I had a passenger in my car. And so I haven't had a drink since that night. And that's why that's my sober birthday. But um, so as a result of that catastrophe, I spent um, six weeks in jail and as a condition of my probation because I pled guilty and settled, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I remember being in jail and that this period of time feels a lot to me like that same thing, like jail. Like there's a lot of, um, you know, like my needs were met in jail, but I um, couldn't connect to the people that I wanted to. There was a lot of social deprivation. Um, The only way that I can think of to say that is is a lot of social deprivation inflicted upon me and I did feel victimized and I do feel a little victimized here I don't like this um nobody does but um that's just my personal what is happening with me and so 
early on in my little stint in Harris County Jail, I spent a lot of time looking out the window. I was the only one who could, who was tall enough to reach the window and look out. And one of the girls came up to me one day and she said, if you keep spending all of your time in here looking out there, your time's going to go really slow. Wow. Profound. And I was able to let go and live in jail and become a resident and live my life there and get the good out of it that I could. Um, I'm having a little bit rougher time with this. Um, but you have a doggie now. You didn't have a sweet doggie when you were in the jailhouse. It, it isn't. I don't know what the reluctance is and what my own resistance is, is to letting go and living in this. But I, my, they're underneath this. And my intellect is like, I know. Right, know? right. I, I, and I get it. And I've been productive and using my time wisely. But I want it to end. I feel like, it was, so when we were in jail, we had, um, we all made homemade calendars. Everybody, they get a piece of paper and they make the grid. You know, mine was happened to be in December and it was December one, two, three. And you made the calendar and then you circled the days where you were and you not rock crossed out the days that you'd already spent. And you know, we I was obsessed with that freaking thing. Like I carried it with me everywhere and I would count. Like, so what if I went back this way? What if I go backwards and count backwards? Does that make it less? What if I don't count today and don't count the day that I get out? Then does that make it less? Okay, then it's only eight days or then it's only, you know, 15 days, you know, and I was obsessed with that thing, but I can't, there's no end date here, you know, we're just in it. And, um, but, and but that's, that, but that's, but that's sex and love addiction when we got to our bottom. Remember when, when it stopped being fun and remember when we knew we needed to stop, but you know, it wasn't stopping and we knew it. I mean, that, that's what it feels like to me this, this whole time where. Like withdrawal. Like how long am I going to be here? Right. But I mean, it's not real withdrawal, even though, right. even though, you know, and maybe we can talk about that on the podcast tonight. I mean, on the uh, Zoom meeting. Uh, I think a first step meeting is really Yeah, because we got yeah. two newcomers. But, you know, the whole idea of, of being, and, and maybe that's what this is, is that we are in withdrawal from the world at large. My life. My social life, you know. Your friends. Getting hugs. Yeah. I, I hug the dog a lot. <laughs> Come here, doggy. She's so precious. Get in my lap. That's right. No, I know. I do. I I noticed that I need that. And there's things like, um, so I use, you know, um, I learned in withdrawal about oxytocin and, you know, how to stimulate that in myself. And um, so one of the things that I do is I once a week, I give myself a scrub. Like I have a, you know, a scrub and I do my whole body all over and I take a long shower and I don't have any scrub. Oh, <laughs> oh. I need some scrub and Aww. I need to, you know, I need to do those things because it's like, um, it's vital for me and this living this life on the terms that it's given me. Um, I do. I find myself resisting that. Sure. Sure. 
So I think that what goes hand in hand with life on life's terms is acceptance is the key. I know you don't want to hear that. I know yeah, you're more. getting more double birds, <laughs> listeners, not back you. at you. It's yes, too. but at the concept, of course. Of course, because, I mean, acceptance is not, like, when people, when I say, you know, accepting it is not like saying, I'm okay with it. And acceptance is not saying, I'm for this. What acceptance is, is about meeting life on life's terms and, and, and having a reckoning, and it's almost like uh, another, I know we talked about slogans last week, but another one that came up is that, uh, like, suit up and show up. I mean, you gotta, you know, this is, this is what you gotta do to get through it. But we don't have to white-knuckle it. We do have community, and, you know, I've been busy with mask-making projects, but you know, there's a meeting every night in some way and some kind of thing. Now, my friend, I'm not going to say her name because she would, you know, get suspicious. But, you know, Zoom is owned by a Chinese company. And so she believes that this has been like their, it's like a conspiracy theory that they're doing this so that they can really spy on us. They're like recording all of our conversations. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if they want to, okay, I don't know what they're going to get out of me. But, you know, just this whole idea of, uh, you know, being monitored, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, where I was going with that is uh, that this life on these terms is not comfortable and nobody wants to be in it. But let's just suit up and show up and then, um, you know, go on. And But we have to adjust and adapt. I mean, there's no choice. Exactly. And I have. And it's like, I like, I think this is my, let's see, one, two, three. This is my fourth Zoom meeting today. And you and I have another meeting um, as soon as we finish this podcast recording. So, and it's so helpful. It is. It's so helpful. Um, I think, you know what it is, MG, is I'm afraid of getting used to it. <laughs> like I don't want to go to lunch. Can't we just do lunch via Zoom? <laughs> you know, I don't want to come to your place anymore and record. Can't we just do it via Zoom? You know, like get lazy and that—that's what's—that's—that's that's my resistance around it. Is that I'm afraid. I know me, you know, and um, there's just you know. I, but I don't want to get used to it. That here comes your ice cream truck. Can you hear it? I can hear it. It's cute. Five thirty yeah, every every the day. The microphone is better. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Same time last time, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's projection, Elizabeth. That's like futurizing your fear. You know, like saying, you know, if I keep doing this, I'm going to get used to it. Right, 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 right. And listen, that is not true. What I think this is going to do, the positive effect, let's flip it, law of attraction. You know, the positive effect is that a lot more people are getting familiar and comfortable with technology and with doing this. And so... my LOA group has, like, I have, like, three new members, you know. Right, right. And there are people who, like, we see on the, you know, Zoom, on the, uh, you know, meeting after this, where it's like they live in some remote podunk place and they found our 
meeting and what a great resource for them. So it is right. able to connect people in a lot of ways. And listen, when we get back in the world, I think people are going to be so excited to get their hair cut and their toes done and, you know, to go eat lunch with friends that it's just going to be gangbusters all over the world. You know, I have a friend in Paris and Paris is on lockdown as well. It's just miserable. And she's like, her big complaint, and number one, she's skinny as a rail, but her number one complaint is how much she has to cook for herself. Because she's like, you can just go run down and get a little salad, you know? And she's like, oh my God, I'm having to spend so much time in my kitchen preparing all this food for myself. And she goes, I have to go shop for the food, and then I have to wash the food, and then I prepare the food, and I have to store the food. She's like, <laughs> right. She's like, between having to prepare my food and doing a little bit of work I have to do, she goes, I'm exhausted. Plus, you know, the underlying fear of a pandemic and, you know, whether or not you're going to get it or not is... Uh, well, I think, too, it's, it's the, um, the, the time factor. You know, like I was telling you, there's a, when I was in jail, you know, the calendar, it had a definite end, you know, I knew when it was coming. We all did. We talked about those dates. And um, so that's part of it. It's like, you know, I had a client yesterday I was meeting with, and, you know, she was like, well, I have enough resources to last me until maybe the first or second week of May. And I was like, I think you should really plan for, you know, this going through the end of May. Right, I think more people are, are getting are getting you know more comfortable with that idea, but it may be different for us here in Houston because I think we've been doing a really good job of doing the self isolation. Thank God we have Mayor Sylvester Turner and right. Judge Hidalgo, who's yeah. you know being very they they know how people are. They know how you know it's Easter in Houston. Everybody goes to the park and has. Easter egg hunts and things like that. So they're not going to, they know they're not going to play. So they're, uh, they understand human behavior and they're really being Well, and that, I think that is another factor for me because uh, why my emotions feel intense. I don't feel out of control and I don't, you know, not fully victim but this is the weekend, um, so it was Good Friday when I got into my accident, and then Easter was the day that I like kind of like woke up, you know. And um, I got out of jail late Saturday, and um, had to go to church and everything. Anyway, um, so this weekend is usually, um, you know, there's this underlying anniversary thing that goes on for me. Yeah, and. Um, uh, knowing that it's Easter and I've worked really, really hard to change my life and to create holidays like Easter and Mother's Day that are the way that I want them to be. And this isn't, you know, well, we I talked about to stay home and I don't get to go see my granddaughters and I don't get to hang out with them. And, um, you know, I, I am going to sneak over there. Um, either late Saturday night or early Sunday morning to hide some eggs. I got some of those plastic eggs and I had a bunch of um, $1 coins and some dollar bills and I put those in there. So I'm going to hide those from the front yard. Aww. I'm not going to go inside, although I have a key and I could. I'm not going to, but I want to. <laughs> 
Well, I think we talked about this last week that, you know, those of us who have long-term sobriety and recovery, you know, we do feel, I think, even more jip because we've been very thoughtful and intentional about creating our life and that I have formed friendships and I have work relationships that are good. They're solid. They're fulfilling. And so I live my life in such an intentional way so that I can pretty much be happy, joyous, and free. And I don't think that there's anybody that's happy, joyous, and free right now during the pandemic. I mean, I have some peace, and I'm okay, and I'm well-fed, and all, like you were saying, your needs are met. But it's the other stuff, the spiritual wellness and the connection with others. And the restrictive quality of it. Yes, yes. And that's the part that is reminiscent for me of jail. Um, you know, it's it's restrictive. And well, and, and, and the jail was a result of your bad actions. This is a, a result of your bad actions. This is just everybody's having to deal with it. It's just a pandemic that's out there. Right. So, you know, I want you to, you know, put that in, that there's nothing that you've done to deserve any of this. It's no action that you took. I think it's, you know, sometimes when I feel guilty about, the, you know, when I was acting out and what I was doing, that when, you know, things were shitty, I would say, well, you know, I created this. In fact, I had a Al-Anon sponsor who said that, you know, I had a birthday party where I invited Mr. T and his new girlfriend and his family. And this was the first time she got to meet the family. And I set my and there you are. And there, we, there I am. My heart's breaking. <laughs> you know, I had this big party because I wanted him to see my light. And I wanted him to see all my friends. And, you know, the whole time I was focused on... And then he would love you. And then he would finally love me. And so I set my Al-Anon sponsor and her girlfriend right by them. And so afterwards, I was... I wanted them to spy. I was like, spy on them. So, and then after after the whole thing was done, I was like, so... Um, so, you know, what do you think? And she was like, you know, all I know is that this... And she said it in a very gentle way, but this is the message I got, is that it was of your own creation. You know, she can't, she can't be too sorry for me. Because I've, like, you know, I'm running my racket, as they say, at the Landmark Forum. So, you know, I feel like, okay, I confess up to that. But, you know, accepting life on life's terms means that things aren't going to go the way that I want them to go. And situations aren't the way that I want them to be. And so, you know, accepting them and saying, okay, this is where I need to be will allow us to suit up and show up in the best way that we can. And, you know, the... Well, I, heard, I heard this, this um, <coughs> on this call that I was on earlier, um, he said, your willingness and ability to allow is in direct correlation to how you feel today. Hmm. So your willingness, so your will, you know, it's like, and I get it, and it's like, I, you know... I know that we do have to um, make the best of this situation. And we are. We're doing Zoom and we're doing meetings and it helps a lot. And working with clients really helps me a lot. And like I said, my LA group is growing. And um, those things I can see, MG, that there's this whole, you know, we're not going to go back to the way things were. We're going to move forward. And there's new something there's new things being yeah. you know created innovated yeah. out of this out of this thing i mean the, the one what you're doing the masks 
you know, that is a perfect example of taking a really um, screwed up situation and making something good out of it, you know, turning, you know, lemon, lemonade out of lemons, you know, mm -hmm. perfect example. Yeah. So I do get that. And I, and I am, you know, I'm, I'm finally building my website. <laughs> yes, I'm doing it. I paid for it and got it and hosted it. And I'm putting pictures on it and I'll need your help later. But okay. Uh, yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. Well, and the good news is, is that you're focused on that versus the guy. Oh, God. Or, you know, going through your super stash secret, you know, pile of alcohol. You know, oh, secretly Lord. drinking. Or trying to find some marijuana brownies or something like that. Right no. now. <laughs> COVID-19, what? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it would be it would be fantastic, you know, if the end of the world were coming. And uh, I never liked to eat dope. It always made me so paranoid and like really high. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it does. I've oh heard. God, I yeah. mean, I haven't taken any in years. I ate some in Amsterdam, and someone I, very I was close to me shared with me yeah. that he did that one night, and um, <laughs> it was a night. I, That's exactly what happened to me in Amsterdam. And my friend, my friend Barrett was with me. He's died. He died of AIDS. And I, I like, like, uh, gave him a back rub. I was rubbing his back. He was like my gay friend. I rubbed his back the whole night and just babbled. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, he was like, he was like, I wish you'd let me go to sleep. <laughs> this person, um, was like on watching Star Wars and then started like Googling all the characters and the names and saying all the names of all the Ewoks. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's just like getting into right. it. Right, so, we're we're, we're not doing that. Morning, still freaking high, you know. Yes. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm so happy. I'm sober today, and Thank you know, you. congratulations. Twenty nine years, right? Twenty one. Twenty one yeah. years. Yeah. Well, I had thirty years last month. I know. March third. So you know, some double digits winners going on here. So. You're doing great, Elizabeth. You're hanging in there. You're continuing to go in the office, right? I'm going into the office every day, and every day I go in, I'm, I just remind myself how grateful I am that I do get to do that because it helps me so much. I'm due to get up in the morning, and um, I get up at the same time, and I do my meditation, and then I have some other self-development things that I do. It takes me about 45 minutes to an hour. And then I walk the dog. And then I come back and get ready and go to work. And it's very um, therapeutic for me to, to do that. It's sad when I pull into the parking lot. And audience, I work in a very large um, company. Um, and usually when I get there, I don't even. I guess there's maybe a hundred cars in the parking lot. Now there's like 10 and, you know, and it stays there. That's like the peak, you know? Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think I that would be a little bit of your ennui there because it's like you are seeing the effects of it. You're writ large, you know, this big company that you work for. And, you know, isn't it amazing that it's still limping along and still able to run and you're able to well, produce a paper? And we had uh, the um, CEO of the company of Hearst and the, um, 
the VP in charge of newspapers division had a meeting with us on Monday and they were very, very hopeful and they were like, look, you know, we're in a good spot. We don't have any debt and, you know, we're okay. You know, the newspapers are taking a huge hit because advertising is the first thing that goes. But, um, you know, it was really beneficial. And I will tell you, so I was sitting there and I did it through Zoom and we, in, in, our newsroom, we've been having weekly meetings where the, the editor addresses the staff, the, all the reporters and photographers and art team and copy editors. And um, I told them, I said, we need to do your meetings via Zoom. And that's just one of those things. It's like, I could see, like, this is so much more beneficial to be able to see those two men. Actually, there was three of them and have them interact with us that way. And they were in their own environments. And, you know, I said, you can either come into the building or be home either way. And, and afterwards, you know, I asked the, the team, I said, is this better than the phone? And everybody was like, yes, it's so much better to be able to see. Right. So, you know, I do get like that we're, you know, I'm gaining knowledge and I'm gaining the ability, you know, to sustain my team and help them and get them masks and gloves and all of those things. And I can do that. And, um, you know, I know it's temporary. I do know this too shall pass. Everything does always. Um, my work is in staying in appreciation and gratitude, yeah. staying in solution. What yeah. can I do? Yeah. Helping others. Right. Right. And that's normally how you live your life. And I know that, you know, for me, you know, I like that Al Anon idea that, you know, I have to take care of my needs. So if I haven't had my coffee and if I haven't had my rest, I'm not going to take a, you know, support call. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take care of my needs first. And right now we all have like needs. So and extreme self-care is like so vital. Yes. Like not regular self-care. Yeah. And I heard it, I heard it put across this way. You got to take your meds every day. So meditate, exercise, diet, and I think it's sleep. Yeah. I'm easiest. So medicate, meditate. Yes. Or medicate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't medicate. Don't medicate. You don't medicate. You do it by the next one. Exercise. Exercise. That's right. Diet. Don't medicate with your diet because yeah. that's like those are all going to get fat. As, as as I eat my cookies. And then sleep. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. Oh yeah, those are bad. Skinny popcorn. Bad good. And I don't know why, but my food has actually been. Um, I feel like really good. Yeah. Um, and I've been exercising every day. So I do think that it's in, in a crisis, you've got to, um, you know, I have to figure out how I'm going to show up, you know, what am I going to do in a crisis? Am I going to stay in my pissed off mood and, and victimhood, or am I going to practice self-care, stay in solution, be in service? And that's one of the things about my job is that I, I I'm, that's what I do. I serve others all day and you know, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. I really am. Well, you're really blessed, Elizabeth, and I'm so glad that you're sane and sober today and that you're with me on this podcast. 
And uh, so I think we need to wrap up because we got to start the meeting in about 12 minutes. Okay. But um, I love you. Congratulations. Love you too. Thank you. Okay. And don't forget, listeners, so self-care, stay in solution, stay in service. That's right, everybody. And if you want to make a little donation to our little efforts, you can uh, send us through Google Pay, something to Sober Sisters Talk at gmail.com. Because when we do get out of this, we're going to go places. We're yeah. going to come to your city. We're going to come to your your workshop. That's what we really want to do with this is we want to be able, there's, there's you know, SLAA and other workshops all over the country, all over the world. And we want to go and we want to talk. If you've got something coming up and you want us to, to share and you want to hear about how we started this podcast and what it's doing for us and what, what it does for the community, we're on. Right, right, right. You so can you can email us again at sober sisters talk at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. You can find all our podcasts and you can find all of our podcasts at www.sobersisterstalk.com. I think I have an ending. I don't have to say all that shit anymore. Anyway, I love you. <laughs>